I don't wanna be just someone that's new I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth Yeah, I know that we all have fear Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. This is The Truth For Youth with Micah Murphy, and I am the host. Well, today I'm going to build on something that we talked about in the last episode. Uh, if you have not listened to the last episode, I encourage you to go back and listen, but it's not required for you to understand today's lesson. Today we're talking about, as you've seen the title, Mind Your Own Business. So we're going to dive into that, but before I do that, let me just kind of um, remind you a little bit about our last episode's talk. We talked about, you know, at least I talked about, hopefully you listened, about living a life that is recommendable. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you think about life, a lot of ways you want to be recommended, whether that be for school. Uh, you know, I, when I talk to my students, I'm constantly getting requests for letters of recommendation. They're, they're wanting scholarship, they're wanting entrance into colleges or universities, perhaps jobs, and they need letters of recommendation. Someone recommending them for those, those either uh, scholarships or jobs or positions or whatever, uh, as well as think about business. A business thrives and really survives on whether or not people are recommending them. I will go out and, and say that if a business doesn't have a good enough reputation for people to recommend it and, and maybe even write the reverse, say, gosh, don't use them, then I, that business is definitely not going to grow. And I would say that it's going to die. It will never survive if people don't like the service or the product that is there. Um, in order for it to grow and become popular or successful, it's got to be recommended. Therefore, us as, as just individuals, as humans, I would think, at least this is my mindset, I want to have a life that is recommendable in every aspect, whether it be uh, my work environment, whether it be spiritual, my belief in Jesus, whether it be you know, how I'm a father or a husband. I would hope that others would say, well, that's, that's worthy of recommendation. You know, that's, I believe, our goal as humans even, but especially as Christians, is to live a life that is fulfilling of Jesus's calling on our life and, and God's purpose for our life, that, it, that we're doing, uh, living life in a manner that others are saying, you know what, I would recommend that. All right, so that, again, I'm not going to go into the whole talk. That was last week's episode, but I do want to build on that, like I mentioned. So if that's our goal, in essence, is to live a life where others are recommending that. Um, we look at another passage that, that kind of talks about this, and it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Now, this is Paul, okay, the Apostle Paul, and he's speaking to the Christians in Thessalonica, and he's telling them, after he kind of talks about loving each other, right? We, we talked about that. Like Jesus has commanded us to love others. Yes, we're supposed to love our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, but we're also to love others that are not that way. We're supposed to, you know, essentially love our enemies. We are to love our neighbor. Okay, so he, he's already kind of nailed that down. Uh, apparently, the, the Thessalonians already kind of grasped that idea or that concept. So then he moves on to tell them this. Do all you can to live a peaceful life 
mind your own business, and earn your own living. As we told you before, if you do these things, then those who are not believers will respect the way you live. And you will not have to depend on others for what you need. That was the easy-to-read version. Uh, There's another version I want to read. It's called the Living Bible, and this is what it says. This should be your ambition to live a quiet life, uh, minding your own business, doing your own work, just as we told you before. As a result, people who are not Christians will trust and respect you, and you will not need to depend on others for enough money to pay your bills. All right, so again, Paul is telling them, uh, yes, love your neighbor, right? Yes, love each other, but building on that, on top of that, live a quiet life. Guys, mind your own business. Now, I, I wish there was more context. I wish it was explained a little bit more as to what specifically Paul was talking about. Obviously, the Thessalonians knew what he meant, right? They knew the context. Paul was speaking directly to them. But again, Paul is speaking biblical truth, and that's something that we as Christians living today can benefit from. So what do scholars and theologians that study this passage, what are they saying about it? Well, there's multiple takes on it. Some have said that they think it's has to do with political stance, that Paul was telling them, hey, don't, don't get wrapped up in all the, the political uh, agendas that's going on and the controversies of the time, maybe in Rome. Just, you know, kind of stick to your calling as Christians, as followers of Christ, and keep proclaiming the good news, the message of Jesus. If you get caught up in all the political stuff, it's probably just going to be a big distraction. Obviously, today we have all sorts of political distractions as well. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be vocal and shouldn't do that, but let's get to the lesson today and let's see what we can do as believers as far as minding our own business. Perhaps that's what he was talking about. Perhaps he was saying, look, don't, don't get involved in that. Now, if that was the case, why would he say that? Why would he say don't get involved in all the political uh, agendas and controversies maybe that were going on at the time? Well, for one, uh, it wasn't that the Romans really loved what Paul was doing anyway, right? They, they weren't really big on him going out and telling other, others about Jesus. So if they were to go out and get involved in all this political stuff, that would just kind of raise their awareness to, you know, Christianity and what Paul was doing, and perhaps he would rub people the wrong way if he was being very vocal and, and making a stance, and perhaps... You know, some of the authorities would be like, okay, well, look, uh, we noticed you've been doing this now that you've gotten on our nerves, now that you've drawn attention to yourselves and we're looking more into what you're really doing, we're going to shut that down. So maybe it was just one of, the, one of his points was, you know what, let's just not draw that attention to ourselves. Why go and get caught up in that, even though it may have been a good, good motive behind it, but perhaps it would just bring bad publicity in the end to what Paul's ultimate mission was, which is what? I mean, Paul was dedicated to living his life to share the good news 
about Jesus being the one and only Messiah, the Savior of the world. Right, his life was completely transformed, therefore he wanted to go and share that good news with others. So that could be one possibility. Um, you know, the other just, just being, all right, if you go out there and, you, and you're just so caught up in all that stuff, you may lose the respect of others. You know, and, that, and that's one of the things that the passage says is we're hopefully going to gain respect. Well, again, it, when you get into arguments and, and debates, chances are you're going to upset some people. Now, I'm not saying that you should never argue and never debate, but is it worth, you know, it, like the old saying goes, is that hill worth dying on? You know, is that, is that a topic or an issue that you're willing to stand up so strongly for that you're willing to perhaps turn off a lot of people that are not believers that potentially would listen to what you had to say, but because you were so dead set on that political stance or whatever, that that may turn them off. Don't know. Uh, that, that, again, that could be the possibility. All right, let, let's see another one. Another possibility was that some scholars said, well, I think it has to do with people being, quote unquote, busybodies within the church. Uh, we, we know busybodies, right? People that are constantly getting in your business, trying to take control or stir up some controversy that really has no, no dog in the fight, if you will, or shouldn't be, you know, having that authority and yet they're trying to flex that authority. That happened. That was happening maybe a little bit in the church. People that didn't really have the authority or the say-so, were, they were trying to get involved. They were trying to, you know, do things and, you know, maybe cause some controversy within the church. And so perhaps that would be one of the, uh, the aspects of minding your own business. Or perhaps, and this is the way I'm kind of leaning, it was more of the general sense of just mind your own business, right? Kind of, kind of taking everything into consideration. You know, don't get caught up in all the, the public commotion. Don't get caught up in all the public affairs and controversies you know, just go be a good citizen. And I'm going to use the quotes, a good citizen. Yeah, that's, you know, Paul talks about that multiple times, how you know, we're supposed to respect our authorities. And even though the authorities may not be Christians and they may not be all that you know, morally aligned with Christianity or Jesus, we're still supposed to submit to them because all authority is under God. Now, obviously, there is a line to be drawn, you know, when, when the authority, and we kind of even talked about this a little bit, when the authority is making you do something that is in complete, you know, controversy, complete opposite of what Jesus has called us to do, and we know that it's going to be breaking, you know, our Christian morals or beliefs, then, then that's where we draw the line, right? And we stand up for that. But for the most part, that's, that hasn't really been the case. You know, I mean, there, there are some cases, I'm sure, but for the most part, you know, we can be, quote-unquote, good citizens and, and not really kind of bow up to the authorities, right? Now, again, you look at the life of Paul. Paul caused some controversies, right? Like, uh, he constantly was proclaiming the good news of Jesus. He was constantly telling others, and he wasn't going to let anybody stand in his way. I mean, he was very bold in his ministry. So there is that fine line of 
you know, he's not saying, look, be meek, be quiet, don't, don't ruffle feathers, you know, you, you've got to stay in your, your lane as far as, you know, don't ever, you know, step on toes. He's not saying that, right, because we see his life, we see the way he lived. Uh, even the same with Jesus, right? Like Jesus stepped on toes, but yet he wasn't breaking laws. He wasn't out there, you know, causing all sorts of riots and controversies. So if that's examples that we have, well, yeah, we can see how we should mind our own business. Like what good is it doing for us to go out and meddle in other people's affairs, for one, I know, I know me, I have enough to deal with on my own. <laughs> you know, I've got enough issues and obstacles and uh, things to deal, deal in my own life. I don't really need to go out and get involved in, in a whole lot of other people's business. Um, now, I'm not saying that I've never done that and never will do that. But for the most part, look, I'm trying to deal with my own life and uh, my own family and, and my own little world, so to speak. So you know, why go and meddle in other people's affairs? Now, yes, people may ask for my advice or my counsel or my help. And, and, you know, yes, that kind of stuff happens. But this is talking about minding your own business in the sense of, you know, don't, don't go meddling in people's, you know, issues or affairs or something when it doesn't concern you necessarily. It doesn't, doesn't have to do with you. Why would you be going and doing that? For one, if we just kind of stay in our lane, essentially, right, and we just kind of live our life, well, we're not going out there and ruffling the feathers of others and perhaps, you know, have other people talking about us, causing bad publicity and all that. You know, again, we're trying to gain the respect of non-believers. Not that we're trying to win a popularity contest, right, because that's not the case, and not that we have to go out there and throw our, all of our Christian morals you know, out the window because we're trying to please everybody around us. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, do your thing, right? Be a quote-unquote good citizen and just live your life. You know, your, your main focus and Paul's main focus was to know, know God, know Jesus, and then make him known. So if that's what we're doing, you know, does it make sense to go out and cause a bunch of you know, controversy out in the public? Probably not. Now, again, I know there may be some causes out there that's worth, you know, standing up for, okay? So I'm not saying that there are causes, there's no cause that is worthy for you standing up for. But I think you have to make that decision. Is this a hill worth dying on? What I mean is, is this a, is this a cause or is this an issue that I need to be very vocal to the point where I may, I may cause some controversy in the eyes of some non-believers to the point where they shut down and don't want to hear what I have to say about Jesus. Because that's really what this message is about, okay? It's about having the respect of the people around us, specifically non-believers, so that we, as Christians, can earn their respect to share Christ with them. All right, so a little, little insider tip, okay, as a youth pastor, that's something that I strive to do, okay? I strive to, quote-unquote, earn the right to share the message of Jesus with other students, okay? So when I'm at the high school or when I'm maybe speaking to a sports team or, you know, at games or whatever, building relationships, I'm trying to build relationships. I'm not trying to shove Jesus down 
everybody's throat. Now, there are some times where I may not ever see that individual again. And so, yes, I'm going to share Jesus with them, you know, maybe on a mission trip or something. But for the most part, my job as a youth pastor is to build relationships. And I'm trying to build relationships. And I'm trying to get students to understand that I do care about them, that if they will just, you know, kind of buy into that relationship with me, get to know me, get to know my heart, understand where I'm coming from, then I have the right to, or their respect, you know, the right to then share Jesus with them. Say, look, okay, this is, you know, this is what's important to me. You know, Jesus is is my whole purpose for living and for life, and that's why I'm doing these things. So if you take that context, and then you're applying it to what Paul is saying about minding your own business, you know, because think about it. If you think about the people, whether it be teenagers, people in your class, on your teams, or maybe even other other parents <laughs> that you know of that's constantly meddling in your business, you probably don't have a whole lot of respect for them, right? And again, that's that's what we're shooting for. We're shooting for respect. All right, let's let's move on to the next point. All right, so after he talks about um kind of, you know, being living that quiet life, minding your own business. He goes on to say, just do your own work. Right? Do your own work. Don't, don't depend on others. You, you know, just be able to go do your own work. Now, I'm a big, big believer in this as well. You know, we should go out and work. We should, you know, earn our own living. We shouldn't go and mooch off of others. Now, Again, young, young people, I realize that you, you probably have to have the help of your parents at this stage in the game, but as you get a little older and you become you know, young adults, you shouldn't depend on your parents to financially support you. Go get a job. Go do something. And again, I know there's times where you know, maybe you lose your job or, or something bad happened you know, in financial you know, ruins kind of happening. Yeah, you may need the help of your parents. I'm not talking about those special cases. I'm talking about you just being flat out lazy and not working and just trying to mooch off A, the government, B, your parents, or C, your friends or, or family friends. That's not what God's called us to do. God has called us to work and to work diligently and to work hard. So I believe that's what we're called to do so that we can pay our own bills. Now, if we were constantly depending on the church, the government, or others to financially support us, how are we helping? We're not, right? We become a drain. We become needy. We become financially dependent or just dependent on someone or something else. And that's not what God has called us. Now, I know... There are some people maybe on disability. Okay, so look, I'm not talking about the special circumstances. I'm talking about if you are able to work, physically, mentally able to go get a job and to work, God's called you to do that, right? God has called us to do that. Look, for one, the more productive we are as Christians, think about how much more we can do for the kingdom. Now, this is going to possibly upset some people because it's this whole mentality of some Christians believing that money is evil. I do not believe that. First of all, that's not biblical. 
what it says in the Bible is the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Money is just an item. It can be used for good or it can be used for bad. It's, it's how that person uses it. Now, if you love money to the extent where that's all you, you desire and you've put it above God, then yes, then, then that can become evil. That becomes idolatry. And that's, that's obviously against God's commands for us. But money in itself, I mean, it does a lot of good. Think about the church, for instance. All right, I'm a minister. All that we do as a church is dependent on people tithing, people giving their money so that we can do ministry, so that I can do this podcast, so that I can have youth groups, so that we can have a building with lights, and so that we can send missionaries to go do things, so that we can minister in schools, so that we can have missionaries go overseas, you know, so that we can do so many different things as a church and as a group of believers. That doesn't happen without money. It did, it's not just magic, right? We are dependent on faithful believers that are tithing, that are giving, so money's not evil. Uh, money can do a lot of great things. So the more productive we are, the better, better stewards that we can be, right? We can do a whole lot more. We can fund more missions. We can fund more missionaries. We can, we can build more buildings. You know, we're at the church. Look, we're trying to build a new facility out at our lakefront property. It takes money. It takes a lot of money. We do that, we're able to do a whole new ministry, but that doesn't happen without money. So, I'm tying this in with this. We're to be productive. We're to be hard workers. You know, we're to do work. <laughs> there was a uh, show I used to watch called Robin Big. And uh, there was a guy on there that went by the nickname of Big Black. Now, his name was very fitting because he was a very big black man. And he trademarked this phrase, do work. And he always go, do work, do work, son. Like anytime they need to go get something done, go do work. Well, I guess he got it from Paul, right? Because Paul was telling us to go do work. Be productive citizens that are respected. Again, if we go back to what I just talked about, about the ultimate goal here is to be respected by non-believers. Think about the laziest students in your class the ones that never do their homework, never do anything they're supposed to do, constantly want to cheat, copy your homework, copy your test assignments, or you know maybe they're coworkers, you work with them and they never do their job, right? They're always looking to cut corners. They're always, you know, looking for an out. You know, the old saying, um, the mice will play, or when the cat's away, the mice will play, right? Like when the ball's sitting in the room, you know, all the coworkers are, are playing and not working. Is that you or the people around you? Because I'm going to tell you, if you work with those people or you're in class with those people, and again, maybe you're on teams, and you have teammates that are like that, always cutting corners. Maybe you're supposed to be doing push, push-ups, and as soon as the coach isn't looking, they stop doing the push-ups. I see that happen all the time, right? Because I have three boys that are in sports. I was in sports. I, you know, I witnessed it, right? I probably did it a couple of times, to be honest. You're supposed to be doing push-ups, or maybe you're holding a plank, or maybe you're doing crunches or sit-ups or something, 
And the moment the coach turns his head to look at someone else, you stop, right? Or if you're doing a plank, you, you get on your knees for a minute, you take a breather. And as soon as he turns his head back around, you pop back up, right? Like, but the people that are always doing that, do you have more respect for them or less respect for the ones that are doing that kind of stuff? We, we obviously, you have less respect for them. The ones that hold the plank no matter who's looking, those are people that you say, hey, man, that guy's got integrity. Like, I respect that. The girls that are doing their own work and homework and you know, studying versus ones that are copying and cheating, who do you have more respect for? Well, of course, you have more respect for the ones that are doing their own homework, that are studying for the test themselves, not cheating. We are to earn the respect of those around us. That means being, quote unquote, good citizens. That means minding your own stinking business and doing your own work so that you can provide for yourself, so that you can be productive citizens, you know, not being little busy bodies that are lazy and not doing anything. You know, that, that doesn't gain a whole lot of respect. Uh, again, there's going to be times in our life where we have to draw the line and we have to say, you know what, no, this is, this is something I've got to stand up for. Uh, this is a hill that, yeah, it's worth dying on. Okay, you know, that, that, that's fine. But I want you to think about it. I want you to truly think about it and pray about it and say, is this, is this what's best for the kingdom? Is this what's best for Jesus? Would Jesus do this? Would, would the Apostle Paul do this? And then make your decision based on that. And regardless... We're to, to, to work hard, you know, basically mind our own business, do our own thing, preach the good news of, of Jesus. That's what we need to be doing. Hey, I hope you got something out of this. I hope you find value in this podcast, man. I, look, each week when I'm preparing these podcasts and I'm doing this, man, I, I just, I get excited about the thought of, man, I just want to speak another message of truth that I wish I would have heard as a, either a teenager or a young adult, and, and heck, even as an adult, you know, the truth, that the biblical truth that I can grasp, that I can truly apply to my life. So young people, man, I, I hope you're getting the benefit of this. And please, please share the podcast. Share it on social media. Uh, just tell others about it. Please give it a rating, a review on iTunes if you have not already. Again, that helps this podcast to grow because uh, I know there's, there's plenty other teenagers in this whole world that need to be hearing the truth, right? So pass it along. Guys, I appreciate you. I love you. As always, if, if you have questions or comments or need me, you can reach out to me. My email is in the show notes. Appreciate you guys. Love you. And we'll catch you in that next podcast. Until then. Love you guys. Go do work. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have.